What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike. With me is Kev, Josh, Liz, Laura, Ellen, and Justin. It is a packed house as we talk all about some front office news, the media event on Friday, and give our season predictions. Let's go! Everything was just falling into place. Bunky Azio cuts inside with this run for Marty. Oh. It's Well, first of all, welcome everybody, but especially Laura Ellen. We haven't heard from you since you've had a child. First of all, congratulations and welcome back to the airwaves. Thank you. Yes. So proud. So happy. Yes, we are all thrilled. Um, and uh, we're really excited that both you and Justin have a minute here to chat with us. Um, we know it may just be a minute, so we're going to try to get through most of this as quickly as we can. <laughs> um, we've been there, so no worries. Um, so guys, a lot of stuff going on and we want to try to get to everybody's predictions, um, at the end. But, uh, first thing we just have to mention the hounds drew one, one with Loudon on Wednesday. Um, we do have a game against Columbus tomorrow, which is Monday. We typically, the game will have already been played by the time you hear this audio, but we're recording on Sunday night. So we can try to get as many people on the show as we possibly can. Um, Justin, you had mentioned that, uh, coach had some feelings about the game against Loudon. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know the way Bob responds to things, but obviously, um, you know, at the media event on Friday, which we'll talk about later, but um, Bob just kind of gave some feelings on the preseason overall and as we've gone on, but he did think that the 1-1 draw against Loudon was the best performance yet, <laughs> um, which is interesting. Um, he said he thinks the team is getting better. Um you know, obviously he wasn't happy with the results. He says, results-wise, we're not getting what we want, but I think we're getting better as a team. Um, and he thought that the one-one draw was the best performance this season. So, who knows? And I guess to be fair, Loudon did score on a PK. So, while it was earned, it could also be a mental error, you know, to give up the PK in the first place. So, yeah. Um, so, with, I guess, that out of the way, uh, I mentioned in the opening that there is some front office news. And this is, you know, some stuff that's been floating around and we have gotten confirmation from the team that the hounds have a new interim advisor to Tuffy and his name is Tom Veet. Now what makes this interesting is if you sort of look back at what Tom Veet has done, um, he was the senior VP of sales and marketing for Tampa Bay mutiny in the MLS. Uh, he was the vice president and GM of the Orlando rage in the XFL in 2008, he was the founding president of the Philadelphia Union, which he stepped down from in 2010. He's been the senior VP of live events for the WWE. And in 2015, he was the chief marketing officer for the USL. Later, he was named the executive vice president and chief revenue officer, leading the league to the Division II status. He was involved in all of that. And so, like I said, we've gotten confirmation that he is now actively working with the Hounds in some regard. And there are rumors swirling that he's got big plans and ideas for the team. Guys, thoughts on what, you know, having Tom involved with the team might mean or, or, or I, I don't know. Josh, what, what's, what's your take on this? Yeah, it sounds like Tuffy, like, you know, being a good owner and just being like, okay, I need someone who knows what they're doing. And I'm guessing, you know, with Tom, it's it's a person that he's seen and knows since uh, he's been a part of the USL, so it's just like, hey, you. Uh, I, uh, Tom has a consulting agency, so I'm wondering if that's the capacity that he's 
kind of being hired as just as a consultant for them. So yeah, he, he's probably like, yeah, uh, we need the person who knows all about this division and what to do. And he's the one to do it. So yeah, it's pretty awesome. I mean, obviously there's a lot that he's done. Liz, when you hear his name and you sort of see what he has done in the past, is there anything that immediately comes to mind that you think he could help the hounds with? I mean, I just hope that he, Tuffy has said before, like right now I'm losing money on the hounds and everyone knows you don't get into, you know, soccer, especially to make money. He just wants to break even. So if V can help him to start breaking even and meet that status quo, and that means we get to keep Tuffy, I'm real pleased he's on board because I think Tuffy is a great owner. I think that his kids are super interested in like the team and in where it's going. Um, and he just became so much more a part of this culture than I thought he would. You know, when we got Tuffy as an owner, I was like, oh, great. Like we have someone, you know, with Pittsburgh ties and we have someone with money and that's great. But he's just become so much more than that. And I, if this helps him stay around and helps him get that break even point, good. If he goes beyond break even, then I'm real happy. Yeah. Laura Ellen, do you have uh, any hopes and dreams for Tom Veet and what he might bring to this team? Yeah, I think I'm mostly excited that um, Tuffy's taking this seriously. He's doing what he needs to do um, in order to really push the Riverhounds forward. And so I think that's what I'm most excited about. Yeah. Justin, any thoughts? Yeah, I think very similar. I mean, Tuffy, Tuffy's not a sports owner. You know, he has obviously been in other industries. Um, and so I, I think this is just getting somebody who knows the sports side of business and, and trying to figure out how to do things well in that side of business. And, and I think that obviously Tuffy has made progress with this team. And I feel like Tom, you know, in this capacity can help him take that next step. Kev, um, you know, if you could pinpoint one thing that you'd like to see somebody with this much, much experience do, do you think it's more on the marketing side? Do you think it's more on the team building side? What would your goals be for him coming in? Um, I don't think I would want him anywhere near like team decisions. Like, I don't I, I think, I think it's important that you, you have enough people in the right positions. I mean, what there's been kind of suggestions and, and rumors that maybe too much was put on Lily to kind of make decisions that you maybe wouldn't normally expect a manager to, to have to deal with. Um, I mean, we've heard time and time again of like, Oh, Lily doesn't sleep. He's in his office all the time and blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, in in a weird way, I don't want that. Like, it sh it shouldn't be that way, especially if you're just thinking about longevity for the club. Um, we've seen it in the past with other clubs internationally, where if there's too much responsibility put on one person, when that one person goes, everything gets set back years and years and years. So I think kind of relieving the pressure and making and bringing the right people in to f do the you know correct duties and like their correct silos and still make sure there's communication happening between them i think it's really important so no i, I wouldn't yeah marketing is it seems like there's a huge opportunity now um with the past two seasons um growing interest uh increased attendance numbers so i think there's an opportunity there and yeah i would want them to see them to kind of focus on that and capitalize on it yeah i agree and obviously i think that in the um you know, I mean, obviously you look at his, his union experience, um, and though I wasn't a huge fan of the union or as big of a fan as I was now, then, I mean, I think obviously 2008 to 2010 was super important in the union's history. I mean, this is when the Sons of Ben formed, and if you've watched the documentaries, I mean, the Sons of Ben basically made the union happen by 
some force of will. But obviously, Tom V in this founding president role, you know, um, obviously there was a stadium built. There was a, you know, plan put in place. There were players and coaches and and everybody else kind of hired in that time period. So, I mean, obviously he's got experience kind of building things. And then you look at the USL and taking the USL to Division Two. obviously he's got experience kind of working on. So, I, I mean, I think this is a guy who can take this team to the next level on that side of things um, that may not be specifically related to how the team plays on the field, but maybe what kind of field or stadium the team plays in um, could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think what excites me about this is that, um, not that it's a very deliberate move, but this guy doesn't come in just to keep things the way that they are. And I think that when you look at other teams across the league, you start looking at the Louisvilles who just have sort of this massive stadium and they just keep growing their brand. And, um, you know, there's other teams out west that you see are starting to get new stadiums and just growing it beyond what I think we've thought of the USL in the past five years. And so I think bringing somebody in like this is very intentional. And I think it's exciting to think about, well, you know, what if, you know, the Hounds go from, you know, 5,000 to 10,000, you know, what does that mean? You know, um, what does that mean marketing wise when you're up against some of the other teams in, in Pittsburgh? So I just think a lot of really cool stuff could come out of this and it'll be very interesting to keep an eye on. And like I said, he's not officially part of the team as far as what we're hearing from the club itself. Um, he mm-hmm. is just sort of a consultant. So you may not hear a ton about what you may not hear his name really at all, but um, we might see some other things happening that we might be able to attribute to his uh, him being involved um, and sort of you know pointing things in a certain direction. So, really exciting stuff, um, guys. I guess any other closing thoughts on Tom Veet before we talk about the uh, the media event on Friday? Nope. Sweet. Nope. All right. So the the team had a pretty big media event on Friday. Justin, you got to go, man. Talk us through what happened. What was there? What'd you see? Run us, run us through it. Yeah, really. So, I mean, uh, they gave us a chance to come watch training. So training started at 11 or something. So I got there around 12. But they um, got us a chance to, like, watch training. So I got to watch a little bit of the 11 v. 11 drills and then some um, smaller, smaller field, six on six, like, attacking sort of drills, um, which was cool just to kind of see the players up close on the field, um, kind of watch some of the communication that was happening. Um the interesting thing during the 11 v 11 bob just pretty much stood in the midfield circle the entire time uh and just would turn around <laughs> either direction to, to yell at somebody or other you know about something and several times he completely stopped the drill pulled the whole team in and tried to clarify something that was happening out on the field so it was pretty interesting just to watch a little bit of at least how bob uh handles training and and even what Roles like Ross Kane, the goalkeeper coach, and and Dan Visser, um, kind of play when they're when they're at training. So that was cool to see and just cool to be a be a part of. Um, then we got a chance to go up to the club level and have lunch, which was great. They made a f- super fantastic lunch, um, but gave us some samples of kind of new food that's coming. One being a sauerkraut and uh, pulled pork egg roll. That uh, was. So good. Uh, <laughs> and then my favorite, though, was even more so, was a kimchi taco um, and a, with a fried avocado on it, which was awesome as well. Um, and then they got new chicken tenders, uh, 
if that's of interest to anybody. New chicken tenders. Steel Army. They were a big hit with the Steel Army. That are apparently going to be served all across the stadium rather than just at the bar. So that'll be nice. Um, so after a little bit of lunch, then um, Bob kind of came in and gave kind of a um, kind of where he sees the team right now. Just kind of a there were no like major like questions asked of him. It was just kind of him rambling on about the team. And then he actually went through and intro- uh, like introduced each player, um, which was cool to see and cool to kind of um, hear his like just take on each player. Two interesting ones there. One was. Um, when he talked about Robbie, he talked about Robbie just, you know, coming in last year. And, and even then, I don't think he was even expecting Robbie to make kind of the impact that he did on last season. But even in all the compliments he said, he, he went through and he was like, well, and Robbie had a two week slump right in the middle of the season. But we <laughs> came into my office and we talked through it and he got through it two weeks later. And um, so it's just interesting. He like gave a compliment, but obviously sort Poor of Robbie. backhanded it a little bit. <laughs> Um, and then he also, uh, Steven, when he introduced Steven Dos Santos, he, uh, sort of said the same thing, uh, gave all these, uh, he scored a lot of goals for us last year. It was really good in that forward position. He like, whatever. And he deals with a lot of screaming for me on the sidelines. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, this is, at least Bob knows himself, uh, know like what his relationship with these players are. Um, but I think we tweeted it out on Friday. A um, couple signings that um, were just official. Um, Danny Griffin um, was made official sometime last week, and then Friday morning, actually before the before the media event, uh, Tomas Gomez, goalkeeper, and then Dakota Barnathan, defender who played with Ottawa last year, uh, were both signed. So. Um, those he, when he introduced them and, uh, said that he was like, Tony is going to be mad at me cause he needs to submit a press release, but I'm going to announce it right now. So, <laughs> uh, so all three of them are signed to kind of bring, bring the roster up. Uh, and then after that, we got a chance to just kind of talk to the players, players were made available, uh, coaches were, but by the time I got to talk to the coaches, Bob was like, I have to leave. I have to go. Um, so he was going somewhere, so he didn't, I didn't get a chance to talk to Bob, but, uh, got a chance to talk to a couple players, ask them a few questions. And because we have a packed show tonight, I'll give you just a taste of what I talked to these players about. Um, and then we'll throw some more of this audio in next week's show. So just a preview, come back next week. Uh, but cool thing kind of at the end of this audio. So stay tuned for a couple minutes into this audio. I asked Robbie Mertz just about Kevin Kerr and his like, um, his views on Kevin and what Kevin brought to the team last year. Uh, and Robbie just gave a really sweet answer that I thought was just really awesome that, um, you know, you'll have to check out. So take a look, take a, you know, listen to this audio and we'll be back in a second. Who's the, who's the new signing that you're excited about playing with this year? Um, new signing that I'm excited to play with Tony Walls. Um, Tony and I had gone to the same university. Okay. He was there a year before me, so I heard all these stories about Tony Walls, how he was so good for the school. So it's finally nice to be on the same pitch as him. Um, so I'm excited to see what he can do. Cool. Awesome. I appreciate that, Justin. Awesome. Yeah. A lot of new guys around the team. Who are you excited about playing with? This Oof. That's a, that's a dangerous question. <laughs> uh, you want me to name someone by name? or? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's somebody you're excited about playing with. Someone I'm excited about playing with. 
Well, I like what Lucas has done coming yeah. in, uh, scoring some goals early on. He's showing some good signs, so I'll say Lucas. All right, awesome. Cool. Thanks, man. Anyway, thanks, man. So, obviously, a lot of new signings, a lot of new players around. Who are you excited to play with um, that maybe you haven't played with yet? Yeah, I would say um, first one that comes to mind is Danny Griffin. Um, he is a new guy coming in from Providence, and uh, I think the reason why I'm saying that is because he – I think we're kind of similar both okay. in stature and in yeah. terms of style of play. So I think that will grant us a little bit of understanding on the field, like right off the bat. And um, so far he's been playing kind of in front of me in an attacking mid position. And, um, you know, we found a good rhythm the other day as a team. So, uh, and he was on the pitch a part of that. So, um, yeah, he's a guy that I'm definitely excited for. And then um, good buddies with Mark Forrest. He's hopefully going to get some more minutes here this year. So. Uh, hopefully you can connect with him. I'd love to, I'll assist him all he wants. Yeah. <laughs> he can get as many goals as he wants from me. Yeah, that's right. Back. So, yeah. Cool, cool. Awesome. Thanks yeah. for, um, any, like, uh, new players, players you haven't played with that you're excited about playing with? I'd say just about everyone because, you know, that's, that's the great thing about Coach, Coach Bob is he's able to find these players that kind of fly under the radar and make great players out of them, you know, whether they stay, years down the road in, the, in one place and they move on I know every team I've played against you have guys that played for Bob and they're very good players because you know he he asks a lot so awesome. thanks, yep. thanks Thank so you. much obviously a lot of new signings a lot of people new people around the team too who are you excited to play with this year uh, we have a, a good good guys here like new guys coming here even like new guys here but yeah. the guys that uh, I I know from uh, like like the keeper yeah. we played in Rochester and even like the guys who play against and um, for me like uh, on top probably with Lucas because like he's the one maybe is going to provide me some yeah, some yeah. <laughs> some goals you know what I'm saying yeah and uh, I look forward to to play with all the guys and even the guys from last year because last year like I said was a was a very good year for us yeah. All right, thanks, One last thing I wanted you to hear. I asked Robbie Mertz about Kevin Kerr, and obviously this is an interesting thing with Robbie being from Pittsburgh and having been in the academy. So check out his thoughts on Kevin Kerr. Uh, Kevin Kerr, obviously you're from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Kevin Kerr's been around a long time. What did you learn from him? What, has, what was the experience like playing with him? And just like what, what did he bring you, um, even playing similar positions on the field? Yeah, Kev, I mean, Kev's a legend. Like, yeah. ask anyone in our locker room from last year. Um, he was just such a great guy to have around the team. Um, and, you know, we'll miss that presence a lot this year. I think he brought a lot of intangible um, elements to our locker room that we will miss and we'll have to find a way to not replace but just, um, you know, move into maybe into a different direction um but yeah i <laughs> in terms of what i've learned from him i mean it was really just it was it was a calming presence um and you know he had been around for so long that it was um maybe almost monotonous for him um and for a kid that comes in and um you know he's in his hometown and he wants to live up to expectations but he's also learning a lot coming out of college like that was big for me to look at him and just be like at the end of the day, like we're playing a game for a living, and uh, Kev's a guy that always recognized that. You know, he's a family guy, and um, he's got other great things going on on the side. And um, so, yeah, I still talk to him all the time. Cool. Um, like he's uh, he works on a property down on the north side. Like I go down, and hang out with him, and just Sweet. just chat, call all the time. So to have that relationship with him after like kind of um, 
you know, I, I didn't wasn't around him a ton when I was in the academy, but to have that relationship with him now is kind of it's it's pretty cool because I didn't wouldn't have necessarily expected that growing up. So. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. I'm I'm really excited. I haven't heard the rest of the audio yet. I will listen to it here at some point. So I'm you know on the edge of my seat just like everybody else, waiting to hear what else the guys had to say. Um, but just an overall worthwhile event. Did you have a good time? Yeah, it was a super worthwhile event. I mean, it was fun to just kind of get to talk to some of the players. Um, just a couple snippets for you to pay attention to for next week. Got to ask Jordan Dover about his international experience last year and playing against the U.S. Um, so that was fun to talk to him about. Asked Mark Forrest about his goal, you know, at the end of last year and, and clinching the East. Um, and so just some really interesting audio. So you'll have to check it out. Um, the, the team still hasn't officially announced those signings either, but I don't care. We're pressing forward. Like you got word from Bob. They happened. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. If Bob announced it, they happened. So. <laughs> um, so the roster is now at 20. I know that Bob said he'd like to be at 23 or 24 when we talked to him this off season. So obviously a few more signings, uh, Justin, you mentioned that there were some rumors of some international signings and obviously Rapapa Mensa still isn't with the team. So there was some thought of whether or not he could be one of the international signings or not. Was there anything that Bob said to clear any of that up during the, the event? No, that was about as vague as he got. I think, I mean, Mensa, I think, is obviously signed. They've already announced it, that he signed. Um, I did hear kind of through Grapevine, other places too, that visas and all of that kind of stuff are taking longer this year. So there are other teams who are also struggling with the same thing. Uh, but Bob did say that there's a couple more signings that are that he thinks are coming in. Some of them, it seemed like there may be an international signing that he's working through visas. I don't think he would have said it the way he said it if he was just referring to Rapapa Mensa. Um, I think he probably there's another signing to be had. Um, and he sort of did say attacking. So I don't know what that means, but um, that is kind of where he he went through. But Thinking through, obviously, our political culture is interesting right now, but the visas are just kind of, they are what they are. So as soon as they get worked through, these guys will be with the team, I think. Interesting stuff. Well, I'm we're glad... We're signing Lionel Messi. Yeah, exactly. Yes, we're signing Lionel Messi. It, considering, you know, how great... Well, I, uh, whatever. I was going to say. <laughs> Bar, <laughs> Bar, Barca's got their own set of issues right now. So, um, yeah. Well, that's why he's coming to the Roar House. <laughs> this is his <laughs> first choice <laughs> outside of Barca. Um, no, I'm 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 really excited you were able to go. Um, it sounds like it was a great time. Um, just to sort of bring everybody up to speed on where we are on try lists. Uh, it looks like after the three signings, um, there were a few guys that we kept over from uh, week four and previously. So Hunter Ashworth who is a six foot five defender, Devin Boyce, um, who came in last week, who's a midfielder, um, Patrick Bunk Anderson, who came in last week as a defender, Albert Dickwa, who I don't know if he's played yet, but he's still on the, uh, on the try list sheet. And then Jerry Wilshire, um, is still with the team, uh, the six foot four defender from London. Um, on top of that, the team did bring in two other players just this week. Um, Osagi Boscome, I don't know if I'm saying that right. He's a five foot eleven midfielder, and then Aiden Bowers, who is another midfielder. So, you know, here we are in week five, and we're still bringing in new players. So, you know, this is Lily being Lily. Um, 
Kev, I think we already talked about your guy uh, is is gone, but uh, Josh Mario Mastrangelo no no longer with the team. Are you uh, you okay? Did you pour one out for Mario? <laughs> it just was nice to have another you know hometown boy uh, type situation going on, uh, but it's not that surprising watching him in the preseason. So maybe give him a year or two. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, that's all of the latest on all of the team news um, and and the media event. Guys, let's get to really sort of the bulk of what we wanted to do here. We are basically a week away from USL Championship kicking off. Obviously, we still have uh, one more game by week, essentially. The by week in week one is just like whatever. Um, But we'll play, I think, Toronto FC 2 next weekend. Um, but I wanted to get everybody in here before the season started and get some thoughts on uh, on some key questions here. So we're going to start with uh, with I think the question that we ask every year: What player are you most excited for heading into 2020? Laura Allen, I'm going to start with you because you actually did some prep and put a name down here on the agenda. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, so I am most excited for Tomas Gomez, um, who's a goalkeeper, and. Uh, what I'm excited about is that he previously played with Bob at Rochester, surprise surprise, um, in 2016 and 2017. And I really think that he has the experience that we've been lacking in the keeper position. And so I'm hoping he can bring leadership, not just to the defense, but to the rest of the goalkeepers and the team. So that's what I'm most excited about. Fair. The one thing that, that I'm sort of unsure of on Gomez, and it'll be very interesting to play out, because I'm really excited about him too. He was the guy that I picked when I saw him come in on the trial sheet that I said I thought he would be here at the end of um, preseason. But what we've seen is, or what I was most excited about was the fact that he was a Golden Glove recipient under Bob. And I was like, oh, that's great. Like, he must be this amazing keeper. But then we've seen the past few seasons how our keepers sort of are in the running for Golden Glove. So I don't know if it's how much of that is is Thomas's um, doing versus the, the Lily system. But regardless, I'm with you. I think uh, I'm excited to see him come in and, and see what he can do in that um, instead of having sort of a younger guy that has to learn a bunch of stuff under Bob. Um, Justin, who are you most excited to see? Yeah, my wife stole mine, so no, I'm 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 excited about Gomez and even the way that Bob talked about him on Friday, just um, kind of and the way he talked about the other two keepers. I mean, Vitellio was with Nashville last year, and obviously Nashville's one Matt Pickens is still in Nashville in MLS. Their two Connor Sparrow is now in Chicago, and so like. Bob seemed to think that Vitellio probably could have challenged for a one position somewhere in the league this year. And so I'm excited for him. And and he was very complimentary of Moembia too. So I'm excited for Gomez being able to mentor those guys and kind of bring those guys through. Um, I think the player that I'm really excited for, and I haven't watched too many of the preseason games, so I can't really say mostly from the play on the field, but um, just watching him on Friday... Zalil Asani um, looks like a, a stud. Um, looks like he could be a player who um, kind of lights up this league. I think um, he's the player who's naturally left-footed. So putting him on the left side of the field, just I think he can throw some crosses in the box. He looks like a good crosser of the ball. Um, he seems quick. Um, made some really good plays and shots um, in in kind of the drills on Friday. So I'm excited to see, yeah, what he can bring to the field and and 
surely would not be surprised to see him starting uh, in a couple weeks here. Kev? I know he's not with the squad technically, but I meant uh, uh, last season I've had an eye on him from a distance and uh, I've been YouTubing the crap out of him and um, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, he just he seems like he's a very well balanced player and he's only 22. So I don't he's going to get better, not worse, um, especially. Oh, I don't know that that might be doing a disservice to Nashville's coaching staff, but I was going to say especially under Bob Lilly. But um, but yeah, no, I know I think Mensa just looks like a a very complete forward and um yeah i just i'm excited to see him on our team not nashville please um i'm actually excited for steven dos santos this year i think that he had a lot of growing up to do last year and you saw it at the end of the year how much he had done and i mean his work rate has always been very good and i think that um some of the conversations and the off season or about the off season like he's really put in some extra work and he is He's, I don't know, he seems more mentally prepared for this year. So I think that combined with his natural talent is just going to uh, really let him take off a little bit. So I'm really excited to see what he does this year. Josh? When Bob introduced him on Friday, he was like, he falls down too many times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've said that he gives up around the 55th minute and he should be subbed. But that was the beginning of last season. And by the end, I was not saying that as much i'm really critical too i i get bob i understand <laughs> yeah i was originally going to say julio as well but uh actually that kind of was also high up on my list was going to be skylar thomas um I, I really think he's going to be a impressive defensive force for the team and he, we know how bob likes to you know have that back line being uh just in shape and working together and i feel like what we've already seen of Skyler, he's going to fit in perfectly. Yeah. I'm going to go with Lucas Fernandez. I think that, you know, he's, he's put away some goals in the preseason. Um, he's a guy who's straight out of college. Um, I, I think what intrigues me the most is how quickly Bob signed him. I mean, we talked to Bob and he was very into like, got to bring guys in. You work them in the system. Why sign them early? If you don't know, you know how they're going to work out, put them with the rest of the guys. And, and Lucas basically came in, was here for a week and like we signed him right away. So there's clearly something there that Bob sees um, and thinks that he's going to work well in this system. Um, you know, he's been, he's been playing a little bit up top with those Santos and some of these preseason games. So he may see a lot more time than I think some people may be expecting. He feels a little bit to me like, uh, Velarde last year, where when we brought him in, everyone was like, Oh, like this guy's going to do a lot of stuff. Um, which, you know, he did, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about, uh, about Lucas. Um, let's move on to the next question here. What, Wait, you- what about Kevin? Kevin already answered. He already answered. We don't care what he thinks. Yeah, it doesn't matter anyway. He said It's cool. Um, (laughs) What what are you most excited about for the season? We'll go opposite order. So, Josh, I'll start with you. Oh, okay. Uh, Most excited about for the season. I mean, honestly, I think it's... I don't see this... Yes, every year in USL can be kind of seen as a rebuilding year because it seemed like you lose so many players. But I... Honestly, I don't feel like this is a rebuilding year for us. I do feel like this could be building off of what we just had, and I expect this team to soar high. So I'm excited to see this team challenge for the Cup, and I think they definitely can. It's the generic answer. We always say the Cup, but honestly, 
we need we need it Pittsburgh. That's what we've been searching for, and I feel like I have more confidence this year than I have in previous years. Liz, what are you most excited for? I'm always excited for tailgate. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, we do so much with tailgate and like it's growing this year and with the committee and just seeing more people come into the steel army and, and be invested in the whole experience, not just the tailgate, but like learning new songs and, and building that group. It's just, it's really amazing. <laughs> Siri's excited about it too. My phone really wants to talk yes. to me. She's also excited for tailgate. It's that exciting. Kev, what are you most excited for? I mean, just a quick two-part answer. Um, I, I, it's hard for me to say I'm excited to see like off-field things happen, but I mean, I am excited to see the kind of continued uh, construction of the training facility, um, and I'm excited about yeah, just all the infrastructural things that are happening as well as what Veet could do uh, off the field um, as far as, you know, brand image and everything like that. But, but no, the real answer is, I think it's, I think it's interesting having the season that we just had finished first, at least personally, I'm going to go into the season with uh, almost as a different hounds fan. And now I think last season it was, okay, can we challenge to be one of the top teams in the East? Now it's more of a, can we retain that? You know, it, Personally, it feels like there's going to be a bit of a target on our back, um, even though because there is so much changeover year on year, maybe some of that goes out the window and everyone's a bit more comfortable saying it's it's more of a level playing field year on year. But um, for me, no, I, I think it's just, yeah, we, we finished first in the East last season. We should be expecting to be up there. And so it's just higher expectations from the get-go i think this season i think it's just a different experience um what's it's definitely a new experience for since we've been doing this podcast so uh so yeah it's just that that'll be interesting yeah justin yeah i mean <clears throat> so i think what i'm mostly actually what i'm most excited for i think is watching uh kenny forbes this year i think um i think it's tough when you come in as as a captain type figure, as the player who's kind of been the captain for several years, and you walk into a situation where somebody like Kevin Kerr has been here for a while, and yeah, you kind of take the armband, but like obviously everybody who's been around the Riverhounds for any length of time is looking at Kevin Kerr still as as the captain. Um, so I think I think we're excited to see what Kenny brings to kind of his leadership this year. Kind of what he, how he develops as a leader this year. Um, this is the second year, I think Bob said on Friday that he hasn't played indoor in the winter, so he's coming in rested and fit and ready to go. So I just, I'm excited to see kind of what he can bring from the beginning of the season, and then how he develops with guys like Velarde and Merckx and the other guys who have been playing in the midfield. Um, and then if he's running that double pivot with a veteran like. Um, with a veteran like uh, Tony Walls or somebody like that, I think could be really interesting to see what what Forbes can do this year. Laura Allen? I think I'm going to mirror a lot of the stuff that Kevin said. I am excited about improvements to the stadium, the menu. I am also really excited because I think there are going to be a whole lot more people in the stadium, and that's really exciting to me. Um, the general meeting for the steel army there were a lot of people there so um i think it's going to be a really great atmosphere and i hope that just continues to um spread the word about the river hounds and have more people come and so that's what i'm excited about yeah 
I think I'm most excited just about the further evolution of this club. I think, you know, every year there are sort of additional stepping stones that are put in place that get us excited about this team growing and not becoming stagnant. Um, and I think that Veet is a, is a prime example of that this year. I think a lot of the guys that Lily is bringing in, you know, some talk of these other international signings and things are, are really interesting. And, um, you know, to sort of echo a lot of your points, it's it's sort of that the hounds moving beyond just being the hounds and, and, you know, sort of claiming that mantle of being one of the top teams in the East. And how do you do that? And you see the team putting systems in place and things like that to, to make sure that we cement ourselves as one of the top teams in the East. So I'm just excited for the season to start and start to see all of these cards start to fall um, as a, uh, as they've been laid out um, so that we can get rolling. So yeah, that's what I'm most excited about. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, what team, other than the Hounds, are you most excited to see this year? Obviously, there's a couple new teams in the league, um, some in the East, some in the West. There's a bunch of returning teams. There's some, you know, old guard teams that have been not rebranded, but have sort of a new look, which is awesome. So, Laura, Ellen, I'll start with you. What team other than the Hounds are you most excited to see this year? I'm excited about Miami FC. Um, they're a new team. And the city has an incredible soccer culture. And so I'm just excited to see how that translates onto the field. Um, you know, I've been to Miami a couple times. And so just, you know, I hope the passion that the city of Miami has for soccer will translate to their USL team. Um, so, yeah, I just I'm excited. I think I think they're going to be really cool to watch and, and see how they do. Agreed. One hundred percent. Justin. I might make you guys mad with this. I'm actually really excited to see Louisville this year. I think um, having Cameron Lancaster back um, and just sort of, you know, I, I like John Hackworth as a coach. Um, I think he didn't do well for the union, but, <laughs> uh, but he, you know, he's an interesting <laughs> coach. So I think, I think that's a team I'm excited to see. Um, you know, just, I, I think they had to, they had to rebuild last year. And I think, It'll be fun, the battles that we have with them. And then just another random team that I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what Lebo does in uh, in Tulsa. I think Tulsa spent a lot of money um, trying to be good this year, so it'll be interesting to see if that actually works for them. Yeah, they got that rebrand as well. Kev, uh, team you're excited to see other than the Hounds? I mean, same as Justin. Yeah, Louisville. Um, I think it's going back. The, the rivalry we had with Cincy always felt... Uh, off for for whatever reason um especially with the knowledge that you know they were likely to move on and um especially in the short term and and they just kind of were front loaded with tons of cash and uh louisville feels more like a a well-respected rival we can kind of hate but kind of admire from afar and and yeah we're we're always going to be jousting with them and so um that and the new stadium that they're going to have uh, this year. I'm excited to see what that looks like, how that kind of impacts their club and culture. Um, so, yeah, it's it's most seasons it's going to be Louisville for me until we can kind of, as I said before, I think if we can finish like three seasons in a row ahead of them in the East, then uh, that kind of starts cementing our place as like, you know, legends of the East. Because I, I, I think Louisville is currently there right now. Yeah, I agree. Liz? I mean, yeah, Louisville's the trip we're taking independently this year. Um, I, much for the same reasons that Laura Ellen picked Miami, like I'm interested in the town and 
um, the stuff that they're doing there to make a soccer culture. I'm excited for the new stadium. Um, I just think that they, when their fans come here, they're a lot of fun to go back and forth with. You know, they understand your your friends while you're in the parking lot, and then once you get in the stadium, you are not friends. And and it's nice to have people who understand that, and I can genuinely like have a back and forth with. Um, and respect and jeer at, and uh, they do the same to me. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Josh? Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, Louisville failing. But anyway, two I'm actually uh, <laughs> excited about is uh, Charleston Battery. Uh, Charleston Battery just got a new owner in Rob Salvatore. They are making moves. They got that uh, brand refresh they just got done with over the off season. And this is an OG team. This is the old guard. You know, this is important as far as that goes, the history of the league. So seeing a team with that much history being kind of revitalized and that kind of stuff with the new owner um, is awesome. And I'm excited to see, you know, them kind of get what they deserve, which is to, you know, have this interest back into them because they've, they've suffered through a lot of hard times. Um, if you haven't listened to it, uh, USL show actually did an uh, episode about the Charleston Battery. Uh, so go back and take a listen to that. So it's it's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah, and I had a feeling that, you know, I'd hear a lot of Miami and Louisville and Battery, which um, I fully agree with everything you guys said. So I'm going to pick just another wild card. I'm going to say Birmingham Legion. I think a couple of us last season when Legion were coming into the league were like, oh, you know, it's cool team cool logo but i think the fact that you know chandler hoffman was with them last year but i think he was injured all season um he'll be back this season plus they got nico they've got crazy attacking power and you know towards the end of last season they really sort of hit their stride again and if they start fresh they could be a surprise team that's sitting not necessarily at the top of the table but could be contending for you know top six ish position um, so I think it'll be interesting to sort of watch what's going on with them. Plus, there, were, there was a whole offseason thing with them in Memphis. I don't know if you guys saw this, where, um, yeah, Birmingham, Amer- that's in America versus Birmingham, which is in England. Um, look it up. Uh, it, it was rather entertaining. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that, that'll be my pick. Um, so let's, let's do this. I, I was thinking about this a little bit, and we've talked a lot about how um, – the past few seasons, the Hounds have started sort of notoriously slow. And a lot of that is, can be attributed to the fact that Bob sort of is still building the team, you know, five to ten weeks into the season. So let's do this. Just so that we don't immediately go into panic mode, let's try to set expectations for the first five games so that, we, you know, when we're not, you know, 5-0-0, oh, oh, um, we can sort of look back on this and go, it's okay. This is kind of what we were expecting. So just to sort of lay it out there to, for everybody, what our first five games of the season are. We are going to be at Charlotte on March 14th. Louisville comes to us on March 21st. Then we go to Tampa. Then Birmingham comes here. Then we go to Sporting KC too. So that's five games right there. Two of them at home. Three of them are away. With that in mind, Josh, what Uh-oh. do you? Yeah, yeah. What do you think our record will be out of those five games? Uh, okay. So I feel like there's no reason why we can't have three wins. Um, the I'm thinking Charlotte should be a win. I'm thinking uh, Sporting Kansas, uh, Sporting Kansas City should be a win. Um, and Tampa, I don't know about because I don't really know what they have going on right now. Um, it's kind of you never know what to expect. 
Louisville scares me. He, they really scare me having that be our first game at home. I do think we're going to get a bump because it is a home game and it's the first game of the season and there's going to be a lot of, you know, build up and the stadium's going to be full. So it's, it's going to be a situation where out of those three games or out of those five games, I'm actually kind of happy that they're the first game because that's going to be the most energy that the Hounds are going to have is that first home game. Um, but yeah, so that one, I'm, I'm just going to say a draw. And then, yeah, Birmingham, probably a draw. So you're saying it sounds like 11 points? That's three wins and two draws? Oh, sorry, yeah. Yes. No, 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 you're fine, because I didn't ask for points. I asked for, yeah, um, uh, sort of outcomes. So, okay, we're saying 11 points. Liz, do you think we'll do that well? Do you think that no. we'll do... Okay, you don't <laughs> think we'll do that well. We're... Like, I mean, it's... it's Okay, it's a Lily team. It's a Riverhound system, and therefore... Or vice versa, whichever. But I would think that we're still going to have the problems with the draws um, and that, that we're going to have people complaining about it. I would say two wins, three draws. Like I just, and I, and it's probably going to be like a first win and we get really excited and then we draw three times and then we win on that fifth one. And we're like, okay, maybe we're back on track. Like, it's just, I don't know. And especially with the way that um, I think Lily is trying to move forward with the, the USL and he's doing more attacking and it's definitely been the focus of the off season. Like that's what we've seen is, is more of the attacking. And so I know you can whip a defense into shape, but if it hasn't been your focus and, and guys, we're running out of time to focus on it. I think that we might see some uh, late goals for late draws that make everyone sad. And we forget that we did this last year and we were top of the East and we'll, we'll get there. But I, I, that's what I anticipate. Okay. So you said, you said two wins and three draws. So that's, yeah. What? I'm trying to do math in my head. Seven points? Um, no, that's not right. No. Nine. Nine. Yeah. I thought nine, and I was like, I can't do math. Seven. No, it's nine. Okay. <laughs> Kev, we got 11 points. We got nine points. Do you agree with either of those? You sit somewhere in between. What are you thinking? I think, I, I don't know. Let's see if I'm going to be the most pessimistic on here. Um, I'm I am not hopeful in this first block of five games. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess trying to be realistic and say six points. Um, I think I think maybe a win in three draws and a loss. Um, I think you have to remember, yeah, once again, obviously we start slow. I mean, and there's three away games. Um, you know, one at, at Tampa, which is not going to be easy to travel to. Um, and that's, you know, sandwiched in between two home games. So, so yeah, in, in Louisville, I... I can't confidently say we're going to beat Louisville. Um, so at best I can kind of expect a draw at work, you know, I, and I can absolutely see us losing. Um, so yeah, no, I, realistic. I think six points, maybe seven. Justin, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm right there with you, Kev. Um, I think, I think six points is what I would set that at and probably no higher. Um, <clears throat> I think Charlotte, Charlotte on the road, I think, yeah, I mean, I think we're a better team, but it's on the road. It's their first home game. They'll get that energy bump from their crowd and, and all of that kind of stuff. So I think that's going to be a tough game. Louisville, obviously, is going to be tough. Tampa, I mean, they got the best goalkeeper in the league. They got uh, they added Forrest Lasso this year. I think Tampa's going to be good, like really good. Um, you know, I mean, it's Tampa, but, you know, Birmingham – who knows? And then Sporty KC, I think we can get a win there. But I mean, so I would set it at six. I think it's going to be one win, one loss, and three draws. Laura Ellen, we've got a low of six and a high of eleven. Where do you where do you fall in all this? How do you think these first five games shake out? 
I think we are going to tie all of them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, that was just my joke. Um, I think we're going to win two, lose one, and tie two. So, um, take your pick on however you see that laying out. Um, but I also, th- it wouldn't surprise me if we drew every single one of them. So, real <laughs> that that would be on brand for sure. Um, let me ask you guys this, just real quick. We'll go around quick. Uh, I'm trying to think of what we'll do this. We'll say yes or no. Um, we have a home game at Louisville, or we have a home game against Louisville, and we have a home game against Birmingham in the first five weeks. Does the Hounds' unbeaten at home regular season streak continue, Lar Ellen? <sighs> <laughs> That's sad. No. no. You don't think so? Okay, Justin, yes or no? Yes. Kevin? Yeah, I think it does. Okay, so we're saying some draws or win there. Liz? Yeah, I said no losses. Okay, all right, okay. Pay attention. There's a lot of people here, Liz. Come on. Forgiven. I'm always the hopeful one. Let's let's be honest. I I think it's going to be Josh is like six points. Strong. (laughs) Yeah, I I hope so. My my biggest concern is... um, we've talked about how we, we get strong at the end of the season and that's great. Um, but that doesn't bode well when you're paying playing a team like Louisville who brings back like 80% of their squad from last season. Plus add somebody like Corbin bone who was with Cincy last year. And like, you know, it's, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But look how tall we are this year. I- <laughs> so tall. It's crazy. Yes, we will win the height competition for sure, but uh, I don't know if that's going to put points on the board for us. We'll see. We'll see. Um, let's do this. Who are your top four teams of the East at the end of this season? Let's just call our shot right now. Who are the top four teams who get home field in the playoffs? Laura Allen, who are your top four? Louisville, Riverhounds, Birmingham, and Miami. Oof. A lot of love for Miami. The, the USL show was, was... I think they're the dark horse. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good shout. Justin, who are your top four? Uh, Louisville, Pittsburgh. Mm, Charleston, I think, is going to get a, a bump off their rebrand. And Tampa. Tampa. All right. Kev? Yeah, I think it's us and Louisville. Um Tampa and uh, I don't know. Is there any love for Indy? I know nothing that's happening around the league right now, but uh, sure. You know more than me for sure. I mean, they they were they were pretty strong uh, last season. Um, Are are we putting an order to this? No. Okay. All right. Well, I'll stop then. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, hold on. Oh, okay. You said Louisville, Pittsburgh, Tampa, Indy. Okay, cool. Liz, not in that order. Not in that Uh, order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Liz, who you who 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 are in your top four? All right, Louisville and the Hounds. I also think Charleston. Um, and then, since I know nothing, I'm just I'm picking nothingness. You know what? Atlanta two. I'm picking a two team. <laughs> <laughs> the worst two team at that. Yep. I'm doing just just to upset Josh. Ugh. This is the extent of my knowledge, guys. If I haven't seen it, I'm really bad at these things. Josh. 
I really want Charleston to be up there. I think it'll be so cool. And uh, obviously us as well, because then two old guard shield uh, teams would be up there. Um, so, yeah, Charleston, uh, Louis, Hounds, and yeah, I, yeah, I'll, I'll probably go with Tampa as well. So I think me and Justin had exactly the same one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go... I want Louie to give them so much props throughout the rest of the show. I'm just, <laughs> you're very inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> sort of looking at how things finished last season and uh, trying to figure out, you know, based on how the East shook out, I, I you know, Nashville's gone. Um, the top four last... Or the top five last season were Pittsburgh, Nashville, Indy, Louisville, Tampa. Considering the money that Tampa and Indy spent this offseason, and we know Louisville is always going to be there, it's hard for me to pick anyone outside of Pittsburgh, Indy, Louisville, Tampa again this year. I don't think, you know, Red Bulls came in sixth. Um, I don't necessarily see them jump, jumping into the top four. North Carolina, Ottawa's not around. I think Miami will make a splash. I could see Miami in the five or six position, maybe. Um, but uh, a lot of the other teams, like, I don't think, you know, Loudon necessarily did enough to get up there memphis hartford you know swope park too who came in or swope park um yeah sporting kc too who came in dead last uh, i don't see them cracking the top four so, it is hard though with those like five to eight teams i think it's like yeah. you're starting to look at like north carolina spent some money tampa spent money new york red bulls could obviously have one of their like crazy good seasons it's like who who know who knows really Philadelphia Union 2? How are they going to be this year, Justin? No, no. <laughs> terrible. The problem, the problem is actually the players that should be on Union 2 this year are going to be in the Union's lineup most of the time. And so I just don't think the Union 2 have enough firepower to do anything. Yeah. So that is what we think. Obviously, we love to hear what you guys think. Um, guys, thanks, everybody, for joining us for uh, to give us all your predictions and... Uh, your thoughts heading into the season, obviously, Justin, thanks again for going to the, uh, the media event. Uh, can't wait to hear the rest of those interviews, um, which like I said, we'll drop those later this week. So keep an ear out for those. Um, yeah, I guess anything else for this one? That's all folks. Awesome. (laughs) Well, thanks to all of you. And, uh, obviously thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to USL, MLS, and US soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at icarusfc.com. Looking for more great USL news? Head over to the new BGN.FM where we now got over 100 fans that are writing and podcasting about the beautiful game. Lots of great features going on over there. Lots of preseason stuff. Later this week, um, uh, I think Carson will be releasing a whole uh, USL prediction piece uh, that sort of pulls from everybody that's involved in BGN. So a lot of great ideas there. Make sure you go check that out. We'll be sure to retweet that. That's BGN.FM. Otherwise, thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later. Bye, guys. Bye.